Hey ladies, welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Trisha Stefankowitz, registered dietitian, nutritionist. On our episode today, we are going to talk about this idea of how we talk to ourselves and how that influences our, probably our outcomes when it comes to our health, wellness, and self-care desires, goals, and outcomes. Before we start the episode, I am thrilled to announce that I'm going to start offering nutrition coaching for anybody who is interested in working with me. I have had limited time to do that, and so I'm opening up a couple slots a week um, to help with you achieving your health, wellness, and self-care goals. So if you are someone that is interested in doing that, please hit me up. My email address is info at trishard as in registered dietitian.com. I'll also leave that information in the show notes and it would be a pleasure to work with you. Okay. So on to the episode. I wanted to do this podcast episode because probably about a week or two ago, I found myself in this place where I was just getting ready to go down this rabbit hole of self-criticism. So let me set it up for you a little bit about what was happening So over the holiday season, I was probably wearing like clothes without much of a waistline, like dresses. And then at work, I was wearing scrubs. So some of a waistline. And when I'm talking about self-criticism, I feel like for me, it usually has to do with my body. And so perhaps maybe this resonates with you, right? So over the holiday season, I was just living, you know, just kind of like, just doing what I needed to do and just kind of like trying to keep the goals that I had set. And so I, now this is after the holiday season and I decided that I was going to put on a pair of jeans that I hadn't worn. And as I was trying to get my body into them, I was really struggling, like getting the zipper up and trying to like, just get it together. And immediately it just started this like, this like, this like slew of like negative shit that I was telling myself, like, you're so fat. How the fuck did you let this happen? What happened? And just on and on and on yelling at myself, like not really yelling at myself. Cause I don't know if I was saying it out loud or not. I sure hope I wasn't cause my kid is there too. And gosh, I don't want him to hear me having that talk or saying those things to myself, but for sure, I was thinking it in my head. And so it really like, you know, I think when we hear other people say negative things about themselves, we want to be like, shut up, what are you doing? But when it's about our own selves, I think it's much harder to kind of stop it once you've started it. But over the past couple of months, I have been really working on making, um, like making self-love and trying to get rid of this idea that I'm criticizing myself. I've been trying to kind of put that, put that on the wayside. I've been trying to work on healing. And so because of that, and probably only because that was probably on the forefront of my mind, I, and, and it had become a priority. I was kind of able to get myself out of that 
out of that rabbit hole, right? And kind of in this place that I was like, repeating the mantras that I say to myself, like, you know, I love myself as I am right now, there's no self criticism. And so I kept saying that to myself, and I was able to kind of get myself into a place that I was a little bit more confident, and I was able to kind of coax myself and get myself together. But I realized in that moment, how hard it was, first of all, despite having it in the forefront of my mind that I'm going to make that a priority. And, you know, how easy it was to kind of get into that habit, because I've probably been doing that same pattern for like 40 years without even knowing it. And so when I feel vulnerable, as I had in that that certain situation, it was very easy for me, no matter how much I've been working on how I'm talking to myself to get right back in there. And so as women, I think so many of us struggle with the way we look. So perhaps you're someone like me that when it comes to your body and the changes that your body has had, you find yourself maybe thinking about those changes more than you used to, or maybe you spend a lot more time disliking your body, um, you know, maybe you actually do it less. I don't know than when you were younger. Maybe you spend time yelling at your body, talking terribly to it, or just treating it badly. And when I mean treating it badly, it's just all the stuff that you're saying to it, what you're doing to it, even things like, you know, over-restricting what you eat, uh, not exercising, overindulging, underindulging, and not enjoying things. These are all ways that you're probably maybe neglecting it, right? Your body. And so it started me down this thought of just kind of wanting to address that the way that we talk to our to ourselves probably impacts the outcomes that we have when it comes to our health. And so this probably might even sound a little bit woo-woo, but I, I do believe it that, you know, when we're talking about our health goals, I feel like a lot of times we concentrate on the external things, right? The things that the things that we feel like we can control. So that usually comes down to diet, exercise, self-care, all the things we talk about in here, right? All the things that you know, you all know what to do when it when it when it comes to like what to do in terms of your health, wellness, and self-care goals. But the part that I think is the hardest and probably is the most necessary is the part of how we talk to ourselves and, and dealing with the self-criticism that we have, the emotional stuff that we have, um, all of that. I think a lot of times people oversimplify this idea of what we think about our bodies and that we can just change it with food and exercise, but it's so much bigger than that. And so because of that, I believe that when it comes to achieving our goals, what we believe about ourselves, whether it's true or not, really impacts what we achieve when it comes to our health goals. So for instance, if you are somebody who feels like that you make um, a commitment and you do things 
probably more frequently that you feel like are very loving of your body, you're probably going to be able to believe that as you're making these health changes that you desire, that you can probably do it, that you're not going to be torturing yourself if you don't get what you want, or if you have some mistakes along the way or what you deem as mistakes, because they're not ever really mistakes. They're just a learning process. However, if you're somebody who is in this place of criticizing yourself for everything you do, I suspect it will be harder for you if you feel like you had some things that were a little bit bumpy along your way, which may even end up having you be discouraged or not really able to achieve the goal because you probably don't think that you can do it. So with all of this talking, it led me down this like I just wanted to kind of like figure out in terms of our thoughts, how many thoughts we have a day. Cause I know for myself that I have all these like thought bubbles that I think about myself that I don't even realize again, as the example at the beginning, when I'm zipping up my jeans, I bet you in that moment, I'm having hundreds of thoughts, but I am not even aware of half of them. I'm just aware of maybe one or two that kind of come out because they're going so fast through my brain and um you know it's probably been doing this for 40 years and I'm not even paying any attention to it and so I wasn't able to find a whole bunch of research but I did find something that talked about how many thoughts that we as humans have per day and so there is a 2005 National Science Foundation article that was published that said that humans think anywhere between 12,000 to 60,000 thoughts per day, which is fucking insane. I can't even believe there's that many. But what was so heart-wrenching to me was that of the thousands and thousands of thoughts that you may have, 80% of those thoughts were negative. So here we are, we are having all of these thoughts racing through our mind, right? And we are just going by, probably not even thinking about them and all this stuff that we're telling ourselves is negative. So imagine then you have this goal that you want to achieve. And you know, and maybe right now it's a little bit easier for you to do it because you're in the midst of everybody doing and setting goals. But imagine then thinking that I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. I think it's going to be very hard for you to achieve that goal in the long term because you have now 12 to 60,000 thoughts a day telling you that you probably can't do it versus if you were telling yourself that you could do it with those 12 to 60,000 thoughts, I'm sure that would probably feel a little bit more doable. And so some of the research also said that of all those thousands and thousands of thoughts that we think per day, 95% of those were what we thought the day before. So they were these repetitive thoughts that we keep repeating. So imagine if you're having 80% of your thousands and thousands of thoughts and then 95 and then probably most of those thoughts are negative things that you have are, are negative things that you've thought bef- previously. Maybe they're good things too, because you do have that 20%, but it's things that you keep telling yourself over and over and over again. And by the way, they're just thoughts. They may not, they're just what you, what you're thinking. They, they might be true. They might not be true. Um, so some of the things that I think about that I'm sure that 
if I'm really like tapping into my thoughts. And I, I would think that for other women, perhaps maybe this is something that you're thinking. Um, some of the, the thoughts would be like, like concentrating or saying that, you know, some of the things that I'm saying, like I'm fat, how did I let myself get this way? Um, how is this my life? I mean, I think that sometimes like when you're in a place where things just feel so chaotic, um, when it comes to our bodies, just this, like not liking a certain part of our body or fixating on something that we don't like the way that it looks, um, if you've had children or if you've noticed some changes with age, perhaps focusing on that, like Jesus, my, what happened? Why does my body look so different? Um, you know, I think also it could be like this idea that you're comparing yourself to other people and that is just heightened and worsened right now with all of the social media um, and the, the feeds that are out there that show things that are perfect. And so maybe that's something too, is comparing yourself, feeling like what is wrong with me in comparison to other people and why is their life seems so perfect or so much better than my own. So it goes beyond health and wellness goals, but it's just on a bigger level of this idea thinking of negative thinking. So in the context of this podcast, it's just really this woo-woo idea of what I think is that how we think about ourselves either helps us achieve our wellness goals. So if we feel like we're in a place that we're loving ourselves and taking care of ourselves and doing and practicing self-care and getting time for ourselves and, you know, figuring out the foods that you're eating and walking or doing something that nourishes and moves your body, you're probably going to be in a position that you are better able to meet your health and wellness goals in comparison to being in a place where you may be thinking all of these negative thoughts about yourself, criticizing yourself, not nourishing your body, eating stuff that might not make your body feel that great, sitting around on the couch or just not moving your body, perhaps the way that it wants it to, not taking time for yourself, not taking space for yourself. All of that, that is going to be a much different it's going to be a different end point or outcome because I suspect in that instance you're not probably believing that it's something that you could achieve right? Because you don't believe it yourself. And you're so busy in this self-criticism mode that I suspect it would be much harder to get to the point of, of making those health changes. So what can you do about that, right? What can you do to, to change that or to make things a little bit better? Well, I think the first thing would be that you are recognizing the thoughts that you have, right? So I don't know if any of you guys have read those Louise Hay books. And one of them is, I I forget what it is. It's like change your thoughts, change your life or something like that. And I'll put that in the show notes too. But she gets into this whole thing about like, like thoughts can be changed at any point in time. So you have these thoughts, but the thoughts are basically what, like there are things that you think, but you can control that, right? So if you 
are thinking something and you decide at any point in time you don't want to think that and you want to you know start thinking about something positively you can do that and then there's power in that so recognizing a some of the the thoughts that you're having and B, a B, knowing that those thoughts can be challenged and, be, can, and can be changed. Now, I'm not simplifying this at all because I know that that's really hard to do. I don't think that all of a sudden, you know, you're just like, oh, I think I'm going to embrace and start to love myself. I think there's a huge, um, I just think there's a huge range to get there. And in my own life, it took many years after starting therapies even get to that place that I was able to recognize some of the thoughts that I had to begin with and then to recognize that those thoughts can be changed that there's that it's it's a huge continuum there of of growth but I think as a starting point knowing that that these thoughts are just you know they, they don't that you don't you might not need them anymore you may have had these thoughts that you have been carrying around with you for a long time that may not even apply um to your life you may have thoughts along the way that you picked up from your family or your parents or the way that you grew up but they may not be applicable to your life anymore but somehow you're carrying around these thoughts and they may not even be true so it's just identifying first that you have these thoughts and figuring out if you want to keep those thoughts and you know knowing that knowing that you have the power to to choose and do something different when it comes to your thoughts. Again, at the beginning of this podcast, I was talking about this idea that I have been in this place that I've been choosing to not criticize myself. I'm trying to not do that as often. And so for me, it takes me saying that to myself pretty often during the day to make it a priority for me, right? So imagine we're having these thousands and thousands of thoughts per day. I'm saying to myself, not just one time, Trisha, don't criticize yourself. I'm saying this to myself hundreds and hundreds of times per day so that I can hopefully over time, as I'm making it a priority in my own life, that hopefully over time, I'll be able to counteract some of those negative thoughts that I have. And so far, it seems to be working because it's, I'm a little bit more, you know, able to see what I'm doing and to grab those and, and, and kind of not run with it as much as I used to. And so that's what I'm saying to you is again, it's not something that's super simple. And I recognize that there is a large continuum when it comes to changing those thoughts, but recognizing that you have the power to choose how you feel and think about yourself. And that's what I want you to know is that some of this is a choice, right? So how we think about ourselves is a choice. Um, once we recognize that we're doing it. I think for me, I almost most of my adult life felt like, I don't know, like I almost like didn't want to feel good and say good things about myself because I didn't know or think that I was worthy or enough to do that. And so there was just this way that I could always criticize myself and and carry that around, like that weight, physically and emotional weight 
around with me to kind of like protect myself. And so I don't know. I don't know, you know, I don't, I mean, I, I don't know when, how that changes, but I do know that as I start to make it a little bit more of a priority, it seems to be in a place that it's, it, I'm able to recognize for me that these are just thoughts that I can change at any point in time once I choose to do it. And then I don't have to carry that load around so much. But again, this is many years of therapy kind of getting to that place. So I just want you to kind of, I just want to put it out there that just because you believe a thoughts about yourself in the past doesn't mean that it's true. Doesn't mean that you have to even have it anymore because there might not even be a place for you in your life and to recognize that you have the power to change that thought if you decide and are willing to do that and that's where the empowerment part of all of that is is that you don't have to carry it around it is a choice when you're ready to make it if you get to that point that you're ready to make it you know I think that so many of us are in this place where we just have this negative self-talk and we criticize ourselves because because it's just easier to do and that's what we've been doing for a really long time and the more we do it the more we perfect that cycle the more we believe it and so it's this idea of the first thing recognizing it and then the second thing trying to counteract those thoughts by something that's positive because hopefully you're able to get to a place that instead of saying I'm so this I'm so unlovable I'm so unworthy all of those things you can replace that with something that's more positive that over time the more you repeat this to yourself the more you start to believe it and remembering that you know If you want to get into a place that you love your body, then thinking things that are loving and doing things, thinking things lovingly about your body are going to be probably more apt that you're going to then follow through and do loving things to get you to your health goals, as opposed to being in this place that you're criticizing and hating on your body. It's going to be very hard when you have these self-hatred thoughts to get to a place that you're doing um, positive things for your body. And so first, after identifying it and kind of getting to a place that you are maybe ready to challenge some of the thoughts, what I would say also to do here is to have some things around that you can really start to challenge those thoughts that you have. Because I think just recognizing it is one thing, but then how are you going to counteract that? So you know, for me, I have things that I like to say, like I told you, I like to say, I will not criticize myself, but it's not like I just wake up and I remember that I'm going to say that. No, I have that written in my planner that I read in the morning. I have it on 
post-it notes in the mirrors in my house to do it so that anytime I pass by a mirror or when I'm getting ready in the morning, I can say those things to myself because it's not, it doesn't feel natural to me because I've never quite done that. And also like looking in a mirror and telling myself that I love myself, this is all very new to me. And actually the first time I did it, I thought it was crazy. I'm reading all these self-development books and like all these men are doing this. And I'm like, how come I've never done this? Like where, how, how am I missing this? And so I, it's so weird. And so, but I'm making myself do it and I've been doing it for a while and now it's much more comfortable, but it's, it's just, I don't know why as women, we don't do this, or maybe it's just me that doesn't do it. And you do. And at which case you're like amazing. So what I would say is to have some written reminders of what you love about yourself or what you're trying to achieve all around you. And they can be written on note cards or post-it notes, or they can be affirmations that really give you some sense of love and something that you can carry around that you feel like has an impact on how you think about yourself. And I would put these anywhere you pass by and you see often, whether that's in your bathroom like me, whether it's your bedroom mirror, whether it's your planner like I do, whether it's on your refrigerator, whether it's at your office at work, whether it's on your phone, you can put it on your lock screen. Um, I have a friend who puts on hers on her visor in her car. So when she goes to look at her lipstick in the morning, it pops down and she can say it to herself. Cause it's just that way of like reminding yourself to do it because you know, I suspect those negative emotions because you've been doing them for so long will be so much easier to do than the positive ones. So some of the affirmations that I was thinking would be like, again, like what I have, I won't criticize myself. You could say something like, I am perfect the way that I am. If it's something that, you know, is like about your weight, which for a lot of women it is, that I am not my size or a number on a scale, that I love myself just as I am right now. It could be anything that resonates for you. It could be an affirmation. I'm going to look up affirmations right now. It could just be anything because it could be like that you are going to put yourself first because you haven't been doing that and that in doing that, it wouldn't make you selfish. It would make you it would make you like loving to yourself. Maybe that's what it is. Let me see if I can find some affirmations here. Um, let me see. Affirmations. But I think, I think the big thing is just having something that resonates for you and, you know, and getting to a place that you feel like you can repeat it very quickly every day that you could say it. Um, some of the ones I, I found are like when it comes to self-acceptance that you believe in yourself, you're enough. I think that I am enough and I am worthy. I think that's a really big one. Um, and that you're worthy and enough just as you are, that you forgive yourself if you're carrying around a whole bunch of stuff. Um, that you're doing the best that you can, that you're learning to love yourself more every day, that you're a work in progress and forgiving yourself for whatever, whatever mistakes you feel like you have made. And then the last thing when it comes to this topic is that 
you know, consider working with a professional to challenge the beliefs that you have. I can talk a lot about what I experience on this podcast from my viewpoint, but certainly I am not a mental health professional. And so if you are carrying around this sense of shame or fear or just so much negative um, self-talk or inner dialogue, perhaps meet with a professional to help challenge your beliefs. I mean, again, I think had I never gone to a therapist, I would have never gotten to the point that I could have that honesty or that I could sit with myself to really think about those things. Um, and I think so many of us don't, we probably know that we have these feelings about ourselves in our head, but we don't actually acknowledge them because we're running and doing something else because life is so busy and we're probably just trying to survive. So we might know that they're there, but probably, you know, they're probably a little bit more on the periphery and it's not something that we're acknowledging. So meeting with a mental health professional is really helpful because they can kind of help drag out those thoughts that you have and really start to challenge those beliefs because, you know, it's much easier to stand in the mirror and look at yourself and tell yourself these things when you are able to identify what they are and when you're able to have someone kind of pull them out and that you're able to be vulnerable enough with someone to do that, then I think you can be a little bit more vulnerable with yourself. So I don't have any of this figured out. I am on this journey myself, especially when it comes to the self-criticism and trying to um, kind of stop that. Um, But again, I you know, all the things that I go through, I like to kind of talk about because I know I'm not the only one. And I want you to know that you're totally normal, at least normal when it comes to me, I could say that we're normal together, whatever that means. But I know that there are some things that if I'm struggling with them, you could be struggling with them too. And, you know, I think that Anything that you do that helps improve your relationship with your body and get to a point that you're able to trust your body and love your body is pretty great. And so for you, that might not be the, you know, that might be the taking the tiniest step as recognizing something that you're saying to yourself today, or perhaps you're maybe a little bit further along that you're able to um, get to a place that you can actually challenge it and you can start to think about some things that you love about yourself. And maybe that's what you do is you put some things that you love about yourself and write it on a card and keep continuing to thank your body for all that it's given you and for what you love about it. Taking any kind of step, whether it's tiny or big or imperfect, as long as it's done consistently, will help get you closer to the goal that you want of of whatever it is, like health, wellness, self-care, loving your body, whatever it is. And to remember to start where you're at today, this podcast is never about, you know, something that may seem 
seem unachievable to you. All of this when it comes to health, wellness, and self-care is kind of meeting you where you're at now. I think so many of us get to this place and I've seen it over and over again with um, making and helping people with their nutrition goals is that we set these big audacious goals that we know we're not going to be able to achieve because we just have so many skills that we need to develop before we can get to this this bigger goal, right? And so perhaps kind of that's where this is too, is that you are starting and you're kind of meeting yourself where you're at now so that over time you can really develop those steps in between to get you to the bigger goal, which in this case could be loving your body, talking to yourself nicer, um, and just having a little bit more self-acceptance. So it's not about being perfect. It's just by acknowledging and taking the time to to kind of sit with those thoughts and and just doing something every day whether it's having some kind of affirmation whatever it is that you can do to get you closer to this goal it's not about being perfect it's about being 1% better today than you were yesterday You know, one of the quotes that I love when it comes to our body is that your body is your home, your vessel in life. It needs to be respected and loved. And that's by Iskra Lawrence. So what I would say to you is just to be kind to yourself and be kind to your body. It's doing the best it can and you'll get there. It's just, you know, starting to kind of shift the way that you think a little bit to help you get to the goal that you desire. So thanks for listening today and I will see you guys back here next week. Have a good weekend.